Greetings and salutations, everybody. We're back with another episode of Bald and Bingeable. My name is D'Angelo, and I'm here to take you through an auditory journey through all things pop culture that we can't help but consume. The things we are insatiable for, the things we find truly bingeable. And who is not more bingeable than my good, I'm not going to call him my Judy, I'm going to call him my broody. Um, <laughs> CJ from Can We Kick It, also from Straight Talk with Ross. Hello, CJ. Hello, hello. How are you, friend? I am good. It has been, it's been a full year, at least since we've seen each other. Easily. Yeah, because I remember like right before the panty, you were um, running the world or all over mm-hmm. the United States with Mr. Ross Matthews on a book tour. Mm-hmm. And y'all was running through cities. Just, was it, 40, <laughs> was it 40 cities? What was that? Uh, to, well, close to 30, I want to say. I just about, I forgot, like, but close to 30. Like, we had finished 24, I know that, before we came back for a two-week break, and then everything shut down. So we couldn't finish the rest. Oh, see? So you guys have to resume one day. One day. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully. It'll be another book. I mean, the man is busy, Mm -hmm. but you are busy, but you are busy. So Mm -hmm. you were over here. So can we kick it? You guys is a wonderful podcast. It's one of my favorites. Okay. So I know a lot Uh of you guys know him from straight talk with Ross and straight talk with Ross is like the loud trivia (laughs) party that when you go to, when you go to your friend's house for like a really good, like, you know, dinner and you're like, Oh, they're all playing celebrity in the living room. And you go and you sit Mm -hmm. there for a minute. But can we kick it is like the cute party when you go past that to the backyard. <laughs> That's can we kick it because you and per- Paris are like uh-huh. so wonderful. And so you guys are, are you guys in four, season four right now. We are currently in season four. Yes, we are. Cute, um, cute, cute. It is. It's a, we're having a good time. It's, you know, we got our bearings. The show is really taken off and it's always great to see just the extent of how many people it touches not how many but just different types and Mm -hmm. because we are completely different but at the same time exactly the same i I love that you you guys you you can tell you guys have been friends for like ever like that's that's Mm -hmm. something and like so i just had i had nelson on here um recently and it's just there's a flow that you have when you're with like with your when you're with your friends and so true absolutely when did you decide that you wanted to start can we kick it? Was that after? Ooh, I was going to say it was probably after my first, maybe going on second year of straight talk, mm-hmm. um, just because I was always still kind of trying to find my bearings there. And like I always say, straight talk just felt like double dutch to me where everybody knew kind of where to jump and I'm still like, well, mm-hmm. that's not funny or that is stupid or that is, uh-huh. but it was just, that was authentic. We knew I wasn't trying to play it for character. And so I was like, I need a space to where I can really kind of say what I want to say and talk hella pro-black about certain things and talk a bunch of shit about white folks when I can, when they get on my nerves and feel <laughs> free to do so. And so, can we kick it with always bubbling? I was, at first I was going to do it by myself, but then I was like, no, I want to banter with it. It's got to be somebody, right? It can't just be the hot influencer or drag queen I have access to. Who do I connect with? And it's my girl Paris, like, hands down. I love that. I... I... I have fluffy questions for you, but that just makes me think about something else. And so I'm going to go like one question, real mm. quick, just wondering, do you feel okay. like, do you feel a responsibility to educate and to be that voice when you're over there on straight talk with Ross? And like, is, is there, or is it just kind of like, you're just there and you, mm. you get to say what you're going to say. I just wonder about that. Mm, I think it was sort of this 
ebb and flow with it. Like it, at first, like I said, I, there was never my intent on being a co-host. I came on, jokey joke, joke, and then it became uh, permanent. And so then I was like, well, damn, because you know, my first episode, I came to blazing, bada bing, bada boom, because I wouldn't go. And then I'm like, well, shit, no, I'm here full time. And then, oh, I have this platform. And so let me use it when I'm passionate about certain things. I'm not just talking about loving hip hop or some righteous song of the week that everybody should hear. But then at the same time, when being on the show, the climate changed, the world was changing, and we were seeing it. And so that I'm coming and trying to be hee hee ha ha, but I'm passionate about what's going on in the street. And so obviously that got kind of interwoven a little more as time progressed. And then also too, to your first question about, or your last question just about kind of starting, can we kick it? Knowing that I'm on straight talk, but saying what's on my mind and what I'm passionate about, but also kind of doing, not with a kid glove, but with the bit of a massaging because this podcast was about last and this and this and this. So I understand that I'm here and I have a platform. I'm thankful for it. Here's what I feel. Here's what I feel. Oh, now I have the show. Then so can we kick it? But I'm still there. And thankfully, it's never been a thing. Of, I promise you now you're saying this because it's whatever, but it's never, Ross has never been like, let's not talk about that or let's not edit that out. He's never questioned you once about it. Yeah, I don't think, yeah, because I think, well, he, I mean, the man's woke, the man understands, and the thing is that he's sensitive, mm-hmm. and, he, and he educates himself, so I think that there's something about that, that, like, absolutely, I think he knows that he's acquired this ensemble over there, that mm-hmm. it's, it's very distinctive voices, you have a different voice than what Nikki's going to bring, mm-hmm. than what Fagsy's bringing, yes. you know, and each of you guys, and so I, I do understand that even on the, the respect part of, like, it's not your show, you're a part, you're an ensemble, right this and so getting over to can we kick it it was just like this is the cj i know this is the cj i know on sunday after brunch <laughs> like like in the car on the way to the next location <laughs> like Absolutely. like that's all day long that's one of my favorite things and so i get to be spoiled because i get to listen to some of my friends on different like podcasts and it's like oh it's like and then i realize i haven't talked to this bitch in a long time like, like it was just like he talks to me but i don't talk to him <laughs> <laughs> that's funny true fact, like fact, it, fact. it really does go through that so okay now i want to talk about fluffy stuff because our show is about pop culture and all that so um, Grammys mm-hmm. just happened. Mm-hmm. Okay, so mm-hmm. do you have a favorite moment of the evening? I actually was truly pleased with the Grammys this year. Like cer- certain awards, like shout out to my girl Janae, friend of my podcast, Pupu Pupu, like they, she produced yeah. BT Awards, and they were the first award show to really do a show and do it sort of with being within a pandemic. And when they went to Chloe and Haley's house and shot that version, when I saw that, I was like, even on the interview on my show, I was like, watch, every award show is just going to now have to figure it out. But I'm glad that BET started it, so I always have to give props there. But I think as when we watched the Golden Globes and just how, like, okay, somebody to tell them how to unmute some shit. Somebody oh needs to be set up outside. And so I think being seen, the Grammys, I think it was done great. I would, honestly, I wouldn't be mad if going forward, it was set up like, welcome to the Tropicana, you're, you're sitting at the Grammys. If you grab, like, if people can sit at tables like that, because you don't need 40 million thousand kids in the, you, you just don't need it, because people are going to tune. Yes, they say the, they try to say it's the lowest view, lowest viewership, whatever. It felt intimate and real, like when my queen, Beyonce, of all things, uh-huh. won. And it was that <laughs> moment. It was, and she should have won. I even said, like, Black Parade was, I, oh, God, and it's it's it snuck out. All about Beyonce. Yes, exactly. Like funny story. Like 
uh, just a little sidetrack for me. When we did the GLAAD Awards, when Ross uh, was um, honored, and we were not, the, two, the one out in Los Angeles, and uh-huh. Beyonce was being on. So Shangela was performing, and we were like, oh, okay, she's going to do a video. And then they popped in, like, literally before the awards at a table. I was, looking, I was like, look, there's Beyonce. Thank you right there. So I'm pointing them at the table. They get the award, and they were like, <laughs> See, <laughs> that's it's the timing. best. Right, and that's how I want to do because we we all gonna go ape shit anytime y'all come on the stage. To have that kind of power, now. though, to, ha- to have the <laughs> yeah. power of Beyonce, that you know she was not there for the opening monologue because the right. thing is, is they right. would have been flashing to her that whole entire first hour yeah. of the of podcast, yeah. and then as mm-hmm. soon as there was that moment with with Megan, and then it was like they panned over, yeah. and it was like, is that that's J and B? Oh no, yeah. it was mm-hmm. like they were. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they were wearing you know black, what? but they could have been wearing white because mm. how the, the glowing. <laughs> <laughs> what I what I love about it is Beyonce could have not showed up, right? And I think there might have been a moment where it's huge for not only just black girls, but Megan being from Houston and that song being so huge. And I'm sure it was at one point she was like, you know what? It, knowing the power of B and knowing just how that song became so huge and be like, let me go there for Megan and just surprise it and surprise and. I thought that was beautiful because she could have just been like, I'm not here, Megan, go accept it. But for those to be, for both of them to be on stage, to have this hit that came about during the pandemic and True. became a hit and became a, like, it was such a, such a huge moment. And I, I really loved what they did with the Grammys this time. I mean, I wasn't, I'm, uh, I like Dua Lipa a lot. I'm, I still want some finessing on it and dance moves. Well, she's learning. Bit. You can tell she's learning because a year I and a half ago, she learning. was not doing that. She was mm-hmm. Rihanna moving a bit, like a while ago. And now, like, cause remember when mm-hmm. Rihanna first came out and then all of a sudden, like, uh-huh. Shut Up and Drive right. came out and Rihanna all of a sudden was like, oh, Rihanna learned how to dance recently. Recent. She was, she, was, uh, she was a good girl gone bad. She and, to and it seemed like Dua Lipa, the same exact thing. The thing is Dua Lipa, it's like, we can get rid of Kendall Jenner now because we got Dua Lipa who can fit that role of like supermodel girl. And then she can also yeah. sing and dance because like yeah. when I look at her and I'm like, oh, this is what Kendall Jenner would be like if she had talent. Like, <laughs> like oh. I was just Ooh, like, it was like, fired. oh, they can, what are they going to say? Anyway, she can counter me. <laughs> um, oh my God. It was but a look, whole no, thing. Look, I do love, I do love Dua Lipa's album. It was my jam during it. I don't need another remix album though. So I would just like to put that out there. If anybody's listening and works words, she can stop with the remixes. I got it. Like, just, well, true. Like, work <laughs> on the next thing. We know your remix was terrible. Well, Madonna added nothing to it. You know what I mean? Like, right. she just mm-hmm. kind of was like, let me get on this so I can suck up some of this power. You know what I mean? That's what there Madonna does. Mm-hmm. Madonna shows mm-hmm. up in the time of like, oh, you're popular. Let me hold mm-hmm. on to this. She vampires it out and takes it. And there's always a casualty. A vampire. There's always oh a casualty. God. She is. She's a vampire. She takes out the soul. She takes out the youth. <laughs> she did it with Justin Timberlake. She did it with Britney. She did it with no. Christina Aguilera. She did... Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Look, MIA. She does. Uh-uh. Yeah. Okay. Now all these boys are going to be like, I hate him because he said something about Madonna. I... <laughs> look, I stand my Papa Don't Preach. There is, there is documented video of me performing Papa Don't Preach from Palm Springs to Puerto Vallarta out there on the, on, um, uh, uh, I was about to say Bill Cheney on um, what you would call it internet. What's um, inconvenient truth? Inconvenient truth. <laughs> who, who, which movie is that? Bill Gates. No, not Bill Gates. God damn it. Okay, that's word. One of y'all listening know who I'm talking about. I know what it is too, and I can't even think of what it is either. And so it was the vice president, wasn't it? 
No. Okay. okay. We're going to keep on searching. Okay. When you mentioned that Port, Puerto Vallarta and that all that. Okay. So I associate you with warm weather. Like I just think CJ and I think that he needs to be in Palm Springs, Puerto Vallarta. Mm -hmm. He needs to be over in Hawaii. Like mm -hmm. how has your travel itch been since you've been like, since we've been in the lockdown? Um, it, for a while, I mean, obviously I wanted to in the beginning and then it stopped. Um, I did Palm Springs a couple of times, but then I just was like, cause I lived in Burbank. So it's its own kind of far enough, but close enough to Hollywood. So. I was fine because, you know, I was loving going to Palm Springs and even San Diego, and I just was able to chill. And then I got recently invited to a couple of events like, oh, even with the Abbey outside being open, come to the Abbey. And I was just like, like, I was supposed to go to New York for something because they're talking us bringing the brunch back. So I want to go out there for an event and I just got cold feet like two or three days before, but thankfully I'm getting vaccinated now. And so now I, there's a little more eastwood but so now i'm like i'm ready for maui i'm already looking at what dates i'm like now i'm ready to bop, 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 bop. i feel you so hardcore i've actually spent like um today actually i have an appointment to get vaccinated today i get my first dose and so oh, nice. it's been like I just a whole got mine two three days ago <laughs> uh you got your first dose Mm -hmm. nice and so wonderful i'm just i'm so ready i'm like ready to, to like get out of the house i'm ready let's yeah. go to miami i know we were planning on vegas like let me mm -hmm. I, I need to go mm -hmm. see some family i haven't seen my family yeah. in over a year uh, yeah so, yeah that's i just saw like at least with the ease of that i was able to see like my sis and my mom for a little so that was good that's awesome i'm so that's ready a little better it's yeah. been it's been a minute so but it's just it's so crazy though the way that the, it's just like the process of just getting in line for this thing mm -hmm. has mm -hmm. just been obscene and so we had a, a whole text chain with a bunch of friends and like one friend was like i found something she sent that link everybody was just chiming in okay refresh the page refresh the page 18 times now <laughs> they i got like there's like three of them going one place my partner's going somewhere else i'm going yeah. <laughs> to like mm -hmm. a mall you know mm -hmm. what i mean like i'm i'm mm -hmm. ready we are all so ready yeah. to get out of the house seriously mm -hmm. it's so funny because back onto the the whole grammy thing when I first saw like when Beyonce when she came out and she had the gloves on, you know, and I was mm -hmm. like, okay, the I get it. Panther kind of looking glove. Yeah, so she want to touch mm -hmm. anybody and everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But when Trevor Noah stopped her and Megan as they're walking down the stairs, and he was like, oh, you guys, we have to tell you, she's won twenty seven Grammys. She's now hit, and I was like, oh. and then when she took her hands and went like this, my yeah. heart, my heart stopped. Cause I was like, your gloves are dirty, Beyonce. Do not put those near your face. Oh, <laughs> uh -uh. uh -uh. you know what? <laughs> I am really, I am that bitch. Like, I'm like, I, I like, when I watch like things now on TV, I mean, have you been on set at all since this has all started? Have you been on any sets? Yes, I've been on two. That definitely, you have to get checked. You have to answer a questionnaire. Then you get tested. Well, you get your temperature checked, answer a questionnaire, get tested, wait, and then go. Yeah. And then because we did something back in September. And mm -hmm. oh, by the way, everybody, so CJ and myself, we both work in the entertainment business, but in different facets. Mm -hmm. I'm more on the corporate side. He's more on the behind the scenes production. What, what would you call that? Yeah. And, and yeah. artist yeah. side. Mm -hmm. And um, so there's there's times that we sometimes get to go on set or you're going to be somewhere. And so and as you guys have been seeing during this pandemic, that it's just been 
there's heightened rules before we went on set in september i remember that they made us you had to get a COVID test like four days before when yeah you, when you showed up there was a questionnaire there was a temperature check then you got to get tested yeah. you had to sit in a little tent out in the parking lot yeah. 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 um and then they moved mm -hmm. us in it was just like a whole different process and even like yeah. craft services sucks now oh i know i know you can't yeah you can't do it the way like as i always say like um there's been two sets i've been on one being drag race their craft services was always the bomb dicky.com uh -huh. but now it's like uh here's the meat here's a vegetable there starts get a fork mm -hmm. go to your bubble what they, <laughs> what they had at this one was it was boxes it was box lunches mm. And it was yeah, like, no, they put it in and they're like, here, they are like, what do you want before you want this, this, and this, and there's everything in your box. Goodbye. I remember like the little coffee machines used to be over and like, oh, I'm gonna get a latte because I'm mm -hmm. and none mm -hmm. of that is somebody that's no. there and who is not going to make it the right way. And you're just like, this is yeah. not fun anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Get spo spoiled. And so mm -hmm. it's just, it's been crazy to see some of those changes that have like affected, you know, what, what what's going on. And even like yeah. the whole the buffet situation. Mm-hmm. I miss, oh, I miss yeah. buffets. I miss, yeah. I, miss, I miss sharing appetizers with friends. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. It has been my thing lately. Like I just, I've been watching like a lot of different random TV shows and it was just like the other day and like this whole family sat down and they were like getting like mozzarella sticks. And I was like, oh, so everybody just gets so, mozzarella sticks out and they So air. wait, so like going for it now, say like you're going to meet friends out for a drink or something so you're not going to be having shared ass with friends anymore um i'm being vaccinated being... I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be vaccinated so i'm gonna be yeah. i'll lick the plate we can both lick the plate <laughs> like... wait okay and so then and i know this is that is hilarious and, nasty <laughs> and stupid but um so you know like like i said i always love going to san diego i've been seeing like what a couple of places open up what outside what riches is doing something outside or something or... riches has this amazing day lounge and so they haven't brought in mm -hmm. any kind of shows or anything yet and they mm -hmm. have done djs but sometimes they do a dj inside that they then f project him outside on their leds mm -hmm. um flix is the one i know that gays over mm -hmm. covid just did like a whole thing because because morgan was out there which, oh, I saw that. I saw uh, that. Like, you know what? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like, I was just telling somebody yesterday, days over COVID, thank you, I got it. We were all fucked up in the house and we were pissed. And at the time, everybody was like, yeah, get him, get him. But like, now it's to the point like, Okay, bitch. Like now, we just all want to get the fuck out. There. We're getting vaccinated. Like gays over COVID. Thank you. That was a moment in time. You will go down in culturally, culture history. <laughs> right? During that, like you were calling people out. We can all remember Veggie and Silky and all of that. We were chiming in, and people had opinion pictures. And now, let's okay, we got it. Like yeah. now, it's to the point. Like okay, doctor that was in Puerto Vida, that's back, and he's he doesn't have COVID. He's vaccinated. He's doing shit, but you still want to call. Okay, now at this point, we got. It. <laughs> It's just, it's like the accountability that they're looking for. And so, and I was too, I was like all on the Graves of a COVID train because it was, oh, me too. Like, it was fun. It was yeah, something it was. to do. We locked in the house. It was exactly that part. We needed it. So thank you. <laughs> and you had, yeah, you shared it with your friends. You're like, oh no, Silky's there with Vanjie and they are on the mm -hmm. dance floor. Mm -hmm. It's still, mm -hmm. still he's in drag vanji is not uh -huh. her shoulder and like it was like it was all that and it was like detox is down there too and it was like detox shangela like shangela's doing her sanitizer how is she doing going out there blah 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 blah, blah. and you know what it's like god damn i mean 
Well, the, the thing yeah. is that that worked for that time. But like now when you kind of like look at it, it really does mm-hmm. feel like it's it's buzzwordy cancel culture. Yeah, cancel cancel culture. culture. And the thing and then it's an advertisement, too, for that one doctor. Like every every like post is every like every time. And I'm like, are, influencer. I, I'm like, I don't care. I'm like, are you gays over covid with your three thousand followers? Like, like. <laughs> Because they, they repost that one dude all the time and it's just like, get over yeah. it now. So, and, yeah. I, and I completely understand. I do not minimize. I've been wearing a mask for Yeah. My, yeah. No, see, it's I'm, not I'm even about like, yeah, no, same, same. Even with that, I'm still going to be mastered. Like, so I get all that, but it's to the point like, okay, we got to focus that energy on something else because me trying to shame somebody that is grown as fuck that's doing some shit that I ain't going to be around mm-hmm. unsafely. I mean, get out of here. Yeah. Or, or like, do. Or, or make it like something that's worthwhile that like actually yeah. is, that it actually is right doing something to everybody it's just a little bit too much in uh, my yep. own opinion like ugh, right. that's yeah. my opinion my opinion <laughs> <quote Tamara>. mm-hmm. <laughs> how do you know what's good for me that's my opinion are you are you watching housewives right now are you watching any of the cities yep um because I'm a I'm a Jersey fan. Like I love the girl. I just me love too. Jersey's. Just always remind me of like Key West aunties. And so <laughs> I love Jersey. Potomac was my shit. I'm mad my my girl Monique ain't coming back. So, but I get it. Um, Atlanta's kind of like terrible this season. Do you feel just, so? Yeah, it's just the strip. Like when I know that stripper thing is gonna be like, what was that one season about? They made it about something that was so stupid and i was like oh this is going to be it's even denise, that. When denise it was all about even yeah that and then denise was the whole subject of, like none of the bitch all the bitches was so boring nothing was going on and it was about denise the yeah. whole time because and so what i loved about potomac there were five million things going on between karen between Candace and, and karen and then monique and then you're trying to understand if candace and this one like it was stories I was deeply connected to with all these women for different situations. And now with Atlanta, I don't care about Kenya and her baby and her marriage. Get out of here. Candy ain't doing nothing popping but sitting up talking to Barn ass Don Juan. I don't even know why he's still there. Cynthia getting married. Woohoo. And then oh, you got God. who else on there? Oh, like get more like Marlo I love as a personality, but what she's gonna talk about? The baby Zane horse that she's raising their sons and so whatever. Portia is the light. Give Portia a show like that is, is true. Yes. I was gonna say because Portia is one of the best ones of, of all she, franchises she she's an all-star. She, yeah she annihilates at fucking reunions and look she she drugged kenya she uh got eva to fucking leave a leave a show can i curse on this show yeah a lot oh, say she, the fuck she word got, um, she got <laughs> eva to say bitch them titties is social distancing which was hands down one yes. of the best reads of all housewives, period. <laughs> and by Ashley, like, give Portia her motherfucking roses. And she out here for the community and get out of here. So for she's, that, she's Portia the ultimate. Yeah. Like, Portia saves it for me, but I love that Portia's even like, okay, but well, that ain't going on. Portia's like, I ain't saying shit. And Portia, a grown ass, single ass woman. Like, mm-hmm. I, maybe I, it, you know what? I'm so passionate. Maybe it is good because it's getting me all my passion. See, that's the thing. See, that's how they get you. You think yeah. it's whack, but I want to go back for more. <laughs> That's the whole thing, because right now, too, is like I've been kind of feeling like, oh, I'm loving the nieces like the nieces are right now. They're all kind of they're mixing in a lot. Tanya and Drew, like I'm I'm a, I'm a, oh, yeah. I'm appreciating like and Toya. Like, I'm OK, you know, what? I actually like Drew. I do like you know what? Mm-hmm. You're right. I really like Drew. I like Tanya. Uh, Toya, I'm, I get she came in. I feel like somebody kind of really 
talk to her like, if you want to go from friend up to holding a peach, do this, step back a little bit, mm-hmm. be understanding of all the girls. Find your ride that you're going to ride with Kenya and they're going to be like, why? They're going to test it. You're going to show a little, but you're still there, but still be like, she's, I would not be surprised if she gets a peach. I really do like Drew a lot. I think that's, a, see, that's a great story. Okay, yeah. talking it out. Yeah, I'm thinking, okay, so I'm thinking bring story, the young ones in. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. maybe, yeah. it's make Cynthia, yeah, right. make Cynthia a friend of. Like, yeah. like, like she doesn't need to, we don't need her to hold a peach anymore. She's been there She's forever. Done. She's given us I mean, everything. Like that story, like, yeah, you're right. You're right. Absolutely. You know? And so, and the thing is, and I also, not to be like, not to be gays over COVID, but I did have issues with the big wedding. <laughs> like you, you, yes. you oh, fucked that was up terrible. a little bit there. You, you that was, that was terrible. So, like but, you could have waited, but that was. Yeah, I. It, yeah. The thing is, I I mark seasons like by how I can watch them. Like there's some, there's some franchises like New York. I will watch uh, every week when it comes out. Oh, oh, New York you is know? great. Like New York, New York was another like that's another perfect example. They had so many different stories within it. Like in this one, you knew Bethany was going to be hovering over, but then Tinsley was like, and then uh, Dorinda's kind of um, unraveling, but then also her relationship that's like. That was a great fucking season. Like all of it was stories within stories. It, well, that's the thing. And then they also they have a fuck you New York attitude. You know what I mean? Like oh, it's just time. like it's like that's one of the things because mm-hmm. you know Nelson he's got issues because his his favorite is is Beverly Hills, and I love Beverly Hills, but I can watch Beverly Hills without mm-hmm. the sound on because I don't care. I don't care what they're uh-huh. saying. Sometimes I just want to look at them. Like, I want to see what is Dorit wearing. Like, it just, uh-huh. it begins there. But the thing about New York is that they got this money, but it's like, I've had this Chanel coat for 30 years. I don't care. Right. Like, they just, it's they art. show up, it's they show out. Them, yeah. mm-hmm. That's New York. That's New York. That's why I love New York. Well, loved. I love New York, still. I just don't never want to, I never want to live there again. Really? Mm-hmm. Why is that? Like, because... It becomes crabs in a barrel at some point. Like when you're young, like I always say, if you're going to move to New York, move when you're young and or you get a crazy offer that you are easily, your annual is 800000 to a Like you got to be pulling if you want to just enjoy New York. I you mean, to, you, you can mean, skip it big pop. Yeah, but, young and scrappy uh, or you have to. Yeah, have like and so that's what I had to do. And I was like, friend's house learning and New York taught me how to hustle but I mean LA is just if you know how to if you know how to manage through New York and hustle come to LA because you can run circles around people and survive and make money and live comfortably and don't need to be all fancy schmancy how old were you when you lived in New York oh I was like when I first moved up maybe it's moved 22 23 when I went to New York I went one time and they came back and packed and like had a when a couple well I went a couple times and had a couple of wild love affairs and then um I was like I'm gonna move because it was just the swag that I got I was like oh that's hot you know in L A or California pretty much California if you're in a place where you're just so used to being able to hop in the metal box and go from A to B to C and then home and you go out with your friends and you might meet a couple people but this and you're just kind of in this sort of confined, not getting out and being young and black and queer and trying to understand my queerness in a way and connect. Because when I say when I first came out, I say I only thought white people were gay. And so then, because I didn't see anybody that looked like me or that I vibed with, you know, and mm-hmm. no, whatever, the twinks, the queens and all, it's great. It just wasn't me. And I go to New York and I was just like, oh, and then I'm on a train. And the, 
people are looking at me on the train. I'll never forget, I was like 20, somebody was hot Dominican dude, flirting me on the train. I was like, I'm not, even on, who is he looking at? And I read, he started grabbing his crotch. I was like, oh my God, he's looking at me. This is and it. I was like, this is it. I found Eureka, we've struck gold or oil, whatever. And I came back and packed my shit and moved right on to New York. I had dreams of being Carrie. Fast forward, I'm fucking Jenny from the Bronx, sleeping on the floor. It's like, ooh, I need to find where I'm going to sleep tomorrow. Carrie didn't do this in sex in the city. Good lord. Oh, you really, you really did. You were real scrappy. I never had that part. Like, I was able, like, I, I moved there after college and, um, yeah. I was like 22 years old. And the thing is, mm-hmm. it's like in New York, when you're 22, single and just pop, mm-hmm. go mm-hmm. do it. If what? you're thinking do to it. yourself, as soon do as it. stuff starts opening up, go to New York, go get your, go sell your oats. It's, oh, it's so much fun. How about like those mm. nights in New York where you would just like fall into a bar that you had never been at and you make yep, best friends yep. and you make yep. best friends for the night. Yep. 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 Do a, would, do, doing Lord knows mm-hmm. what. <laughs> right. But what I would like, it would randomly, I would meet people like even in the park. And then it's like, oh, I remember I met this one dude, fly dope, successful dude. And we just spent the day was like, yo, let me show you this part of New York. And it was like, oh, this is dope. And we went and had Italian sandwiches and then went to the museums and then chilled in the park. And then it was fantastic. Yeah. Like, oh, New York was great. I remember walking down Christopher Street. And just like living my life and just like, let's go in here and let's flirt with this person on the street. And there was like a whole time too. This is like, you know, there was, you had to look for, like if you were to smoke weed back then, you had to like look mm. for it. And I remember going yep. to the the piers right there, the Christopher Street uh-huh, piers. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I met this lesbian, this uh-huh. big, big bull dyke lesbian named, uh-huh. D- named D-Boy. Uh-huh. And she gave me her number and she was like, you don't need to get sticks and stems from nobody. <laughs> Come to me from now on. And I was like, okay. Right. So I would text her because I worked two blocks from there and I would text her like every two days to get my little Nick bag and, right. <laughs> like, and like meet her that on the pier and felt like I was like the shit. Like I was like living like kids. Like I was in a movie. I'm going to go see my contact. <laughs> I got to go. I'm going to go down here and like, you'd be like walking around and like somebody be like, Nick, Nick. You're like, no, I, I'm seeing D boy. Oh, you D boy. Okay. Like, <laughs> that was it was um at that time. I'm trying to remember uh, was this is early in the hangar. So Chi Chi's and the hangar mm-hmm. were still over there. The hangar that's right by the uh, path train. When you would come up and the hangars were like yes. maybe like the black bar. Across the street. Yeah. yeah, with the other bar. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So ooh, let me tell you, that was a good time. I used to love me some hangars. I used to just go there and chill and sit on the stool. And if somebody would come up and I'll be trying to get y'all, I'd be like, how you doing? Whatever. I got mm-hmm. Oh my God. <laughs> how many times I was at the hangar and you didn't like, I'd be like, my roommate's home and I live in Brooklyn. And then the other person would be like, I live in the Bronx. And like, okay, well, there's a bookstore around the corner and we could just go and like, and like, what? Like, like I would do that stuff. Like, no, like you can't. Like, right. like, 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 like my now. My used to tell me, my homeboy used to tell me like, when I lived in New York, uh, older guy that was all set, he was like, if once you start living in New York, he said, you go out. Be wary of the ones that got a backpack on. He said, because I guarantee you they got a toothbrush at bar deodorant because they trying to come and stay at your house for the night. If he walks in and says, can I charge my phone? You say, no, we ain't doing this today. <laughs> if he has to charge his phone, that that's not working. <laughs> like, I remember those back, back in the day. Ugh. I lived in um, uh, Park Slope. 
for the longest oh, no. time. And so, and no. I had like the best place over on 8th Avenue between, between 5th and 6th. Oh, nice. A oh, block, nice. Yeah, a block away from Barnes & Noble. And we mm-hmm. had a four bedroom, three bathroom. Nice. Okay. So it was Fancy. like, yeah, the way that we got into this apartment situation was crazy because it was like me and two of my my little white girlfriends who both graduated mm-hmm. from Boston University. And mm-hmm. we were like, we got to find a place. We got to find a place because they were parallel, yeah. were living different. So mm-hmm. we went around. So this is like your little tip, kids. Um, we, went, <laughs> we, we looked at one of those like real estate things that, you know, like they have mm-hmm. the apartments on the wall. And so we mm-hmm. went, we saw the address on that. So we went and walked past the apartment. Well, right. it looked beautiful inside, right? Because it was mm-hmm. like a little brown mm-hmm. stone. We were on the steps and we're looking in and we're like, well, what do we do? So I just started ringing all the buzzers. And so oh. he was like, hello. And I was like, hi. Yeah, we just, we see this apartment down here. Can we get your landlord's phone number, please? We just, and like, and somebody actually gave it to us. Oh, nice. And so nice. We, there you go. I call on my little Motorola Razor. It was red. Um, oh. <laughs> and I remember this dude was like, who is this? How'd you get my number? And I'm just like, I, um, yeah, we, we, we saw this apartment on this wall. And he was like, that apartment's already rented. And I was like, well, do you have, and I was like, well, it's great. Do you have anything else just like it? Come back Monday at 7 a.m., 515 8th Avenue. And it was like, okay, we come back on Monday. So we uh, went back Monday. He met us downstairs and was like real gruff, but was kind of nice. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, he was, yeah, he was yeah, New yeah. York. Yeah, yeah he'd been through some shit. Uh, I want to say his name is Artie Rosenshine. And uh-huh. he took us up to the thing and there were, um, it was a biz- big exposed brick wall, but there, yep. were, there were no floors. Uh-huh. All the walls were taken down to the studs. So you can stand in the front and see yeah. all the way back. And the apartment yeah. was, like a yeah. block, was like a block. Yeah. Right. And we were like, we'll take it. <laughs> like it's it's gonna be done. Oh, sorry, sorry. It was a it was a railroad apartment. It was a real no. It wasn't a railroad apartment. It just okay. none of the wall. They were in the middle of re, 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 got it. Got re, it. like re, redoing it, renovating. Okay. okay. And he was like, "This is gonna have a skylight." This and so on faith, we were like, "Okay, we'll do it." So the girls both were paralegals, so we just took the uh, the, the agreement uh-huh. to like one of their lawyers and had him mark it up that if he uh-huh. didn't get it done in time, that he would. Yeah. Us back our deposits. He called two weeks. It was ready two weeks early. It was the best apartment. Like, right. there you go. I kept it for years. And so it was just, that's the kind of scrappiness you need to have in New York. And when you're there, you Absolutely. get that kind of, you get that kind of bold and like, and you take yep. that. And like you said, you go over to like LA with it, you know? Mm-hmm. So, oh yeah. How did you, mm-hmm. so, so you make that step back over to LA. Was it, instant back into were you into the entertainment like scene at that when time I got, yeah when i was when i got back i started there used to be this clothing company called white boy clothing funny um <laughs> i say it out loud um and they needed an event and so i even threw an event um for enrique cruz at the time he was launching on porn we're still on dvd uh-huh and so i did a uh thing for him in la and i just started i was like well fuck it i'm gonna start throwing events so I was just an event player. I did fashion week. I remember the killers came to one of my events. And then mm-hmm. my first, like a couple, like the Chanel twins were like the two first drag queens that I really saw. And that, they came to the same event with the killers. And then I had a couple rappers. It was Hollywood Boulevard. I was getting into clubs and shit. And I was just, and I realized that new people, but I never counted on them for anything. So I was like, X, Y, Z, I'm doing an event. So I was back in LA for about two years. I remember I went to a date club this pastor man randomly i met there this uh, youth pastor you could have really been married 
right. You exactly. can be married from Salt Lake. <laughs> that part. And so we be, I was like, all right. And so he lived in Jersey. And so he's like, I need somebody to come and help me with my church. And I was kind of like struggling to get shit back on, on point here. And so I accepted uh, his offer, packed up everything. And I moved back to New York again. <laughs> So I became back to, I was like, oh, it's still whack. I moved back to New York for about three. And then that's when I really started promoting New York, hustled again, got into the industry, rock for life. And Jay, rock, rock Aware started something. Jay-Z started to start, I started, I felt that tenacity. I was just like, well, fuck it. I was pitching my way in there. Then I became the entertainment fashion dude for that. I did a whole campaign for Rock Aware. They put up all our shit around Times Square. I was like, oh shit, mama, look. Um, still struggling, trying to figure it out. Packed up everything again. And I was like, I'm just gonna go back to LA. My homeboy's like, just moving to my house. So I sent everything. And then I got on a train from Penn Station and took the train from Penn Station to Union Square in LA. And that shit was like three days. <laughs> and I only, wow. cause I couldn't afford a, a plane <laughs> ticket. I was, I had enough, me and my homeboy, he's this director, this big director now. And we both bought a, a sleeper cart and we got tickets in the same sleeper cart. And so we just both slept in there and took the train for three days from New York to LA. That's incredible. That my new journey back in LA. That's a great journey. That needs to be like in your book. <laughs> like, that part. Oh, it is. Like, Mark, look, let me tell you this book, baby. Ooh, this book. Five bucks, two bags, one knee. <laughs> she showed oh up. God, she just, she just showed up. <laughs> it, it was great. No, seriously. As it came back and then I've been here ever since. I love that. So it's fun. So you guys, that's another thing too, is you guys are involved with um, like nightlife and you guys have the brunches mm-hmm. and you also have your, your Sunday afternoon thing that was happening back before in the before mm-hmm. times. <laughs> and yeah. So, oh yeah. Come undone. Yeah. Yeah. So come undone was happening, which was like your, your afternoon disco mm-hmm. cute party. Mm-hmm. And then you guys also had um, the drag, Oh my God, Ross's bubbly brunch. That's what it's yeah, called. Yeah, Ross. Yeah, Ross's bubbly brunch. Um, so, are those guys coming back? Is that is there plans to yeah. re- resurrect it? Yeah, there's some. Obviously, I always say we could have went the route, of, and we talked about it. Ross and I talked about it, doing virtual brunches and things, but uh, not like I'm not I'm not knocking anybody that did that. That's great, and I love that people are getting paid. And I've you come to a Ross bubbly brunch. My main thing was making sure all the girls got paid. So I never dicked anybody with money. But I wanted, when we come back, I want it to be special a little bit because I knew everybody was getting to that virtual space. So we're working on some things. And when it comes back, and obviously you want to be in the same space because a name is attached to it also, but you just want to know surely, surely, surely these things have been going on and brunches are opening and then we can come in when when more people are vaccinated and when things are a little more safer. but I've been taking uh, some meetings. We just had a big one yesterday. Um, people are excited again to get it back going because before this happened, we're going back to uh, open in a different place in uh, Puerto Vallarta and some other places. We're looking at Phoenix. And I'm so going to Puerto <laughs> Vallarta next time when you guys go. Like I am. Oh I'm yeah. Go there for yeah, well, <sighs> yeah. So um, I'm excited for it, and I'm yeah. Obviously, I miss it, and then you know, being on the tour, like you said, at the top of the show with Ross it just, I, I'm just a jack of all trades. And so mm-hmm. I think even Ross being able to see that and like, even when I came on the podcast, they weren't doing live shows or connecting even with listeners in a way that was a little less so calling us. I was like, let's really do the social, let's come in. I came in, I got the verified on Instagram. I was like, and that is just 
the hustle. Like, I don't know how yeah. I even go from working for the pastor here, but I can get you verified on Instagram. And then I'm like working with Dipper to try to do something. So I could bounce around and just. It's be being scrappy. I love drag queens. Yeah. yeah that part. And, and that's the whole thing is it really is just like anybody can do anything, but it's just like, are you tenacious enough to kind of do the follow through? And the thing is, and your party is not done just because you put the picture up on Instagram. Like you got to show up. Yeah. You got to make sure that mm -hmm. the thing runs from start to finish because you need to make sure that people mm -hmm. want to come back. And I think that's something that you guys, exactly. you guys were really masterful at because you guys were in so many mm. cities. And so, and I think that yeah. those kind of events that have like that kind of a heart, that kind of a drive that you guys want to make sure that yeah. everybody is, is fairly paid and that everything is, you know, yeah. that it's experienced. For the and people. the cast is in, and it's inclusive. Like it was about, oh yes, I definitely want local queens. I, I want local queens. I want queens of all shapes and sizes. I want to make sure that black queens are represented in a way that brunches where they normally aren't. It's just not some girl from Drag Race. Like as much as you know, you're going to get top tier talent with a Ross's name attached to it it was about being very specific and the choices in the cast and who's local, who's big here. Great. Let's have them on. It's a great cast. So it was all inclusive and just everybody was treated fairly. It's what's great about it too. And one of the things that I would, would go would say is that um, you guys were really good because everybody, if you're having a drag brunch in your local town, look at what the lineup is and it's most likely going to be very one color. And it's, mm -hmm. you know, and it's one type of queen that's usually going to be there. And I think what yeah. you guys were doing was that you guys were taking A-list spots and bringing mm -hmm. queens of color in, both drag mm -hmm. race and then also local, and showing up and showing out and showing, hey, you can fill mm -hmm. a whole entire space up. And it's not necessarily wow. the queens that you guys are mm -hmm. finding commercial. It's the queens that right. are really good and that are going to entertain. Mm -hmm. right? People are coming mm -hmm. back. I mean, you guys were up posted up in a spot here, and I think we I did my birthday with you guys, and so we had yeah. some fun and like, and it was like, you know, table for thirteen, please. Like it was just like that mm -hmm. whole situation. And then mm -hmm. when you show up, mm -hmm. and it was like it was, you know, Monique Cart and and uh, I'm not now the names are gonna like be out of my head, but I'm trying like, to remember who's there that show. You know, yeah. Kixie and Nikki Monet, and like you had yeah. these very, very oh, yes. diverse yes. casts, you know, that were just we had trans, we had everybody. Like, we put like nobody was off limits here. Like, even in Bakersfield, a place where the news came and interviewed us, and it's probably still up on their news place. Like, people were in the comments, like, I would never bring my kid to something like this. This is an abomination. Like, we were getting all these crazy comments, and we were like, this is exactly why we're all we're in the middle of fucking bail bonds and hair supply shops all over the place but we sold it out and we opened the doors but then also for that show i had forgive me and i know him and i know him, his name is mike i forget the last name he's a dancer for lady gaga latino kid but he came and performed like genuine pony and so i had a bunch of drag queens and people out there loved him in bakersfield and he came and performed and he was a dancer and it was packed and that sold out in a re in a renovated church so blasphemy up and down well, that's the thing is that people like it's just like if you give people something to do, they're going to show up and the, th and the places that are in the middle, quote unquote, mm -hmm. there are queer people there that are hungry. and mm -hmm. they need Oh, they would come up and thank us so much. They would be like, thank you. women, grown women was like, thank you. Thank you so much. We've wanted this. My daughter's gay. I didn't know where to bring her out here. And people were like coming back. And then Ross and I we were like, before we drive back to L.A., let's just go to some 
whatever bar. And so they were like, so all the gays, it's not a gay bar. We go here. And we went there and the whole, and people just got lit and came through and we were just like, fuck it. And then we just got in the car and went home. And so I was like, just let's keep coming back and bring it. When, when when Ross is like, let's let's go make a moment for these people. <laughs> like it's just like oh, yeah. that's mm-hmm. the best because you know when you know mm-hmm. what you represent and when you know that like mm-hmm. there are people that are going to be hungry for it and you're going to give them this moment, they're going to take forever. You know what I mean? They yeah. they are probably still mm-hmm. talking about that time when CJ and Ross came from Strike Talk with Ross and <laughs> AJ gave me a big hug and he told me that I should oh, right. my magic and then he did <laughs> like and like you just you know that that's just mm-hmm. that yeah. is priceless and so yeah very true. I, coming from like the nightclub world and, and on my end mm-hmm. and, and just being like you know the go-go dancer and all that sort of a thing I know that there are people who are very uncomfortable going to a nightclub scene and who are yep. uncomfortable with going out to a night where people, you know, barracuda is happening, yeah. that sort of thing. And they just don't yeah. feel that secure. They feel a little bit like it's not yeah. my space. And then yeah. when these, these other kind of accessible things like a brunch will come along that yeah. gets people out of the house and then they can kind of still go be part of a community that they do feel intimidated by. Very you know? true. So I think that that's just, you guys created such a great safe space in places that yeah, aren't necessarily gay spaces. So yeah, 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 exactly. And that was the thing. I think even in Oxnard and all those places, like we took a, uh, like we were able to really get into some levity places that were known for like comedy clubs and all that and sold them out and 300 and something people like, that was pretty amazing to see. There were certain places that we were like, oh, shit, hell, even the book tour. There were certain cities we were like, okay, Boston, you got to be prepared. And Boston was hands down one of my favorite. Charlottesville was like one of my, uh, was one of my favorite. Um, Charleston, I mean, Charleston was mm-hmm. one of my favorites. And God, that was so good. They turn up and they just, they're so appreciative. Like, that's mm-hmm. the thing. When it comes to like the bigger cities, like if if I go to like, Denver you know what I mean like yeah there's yeah. six other bars there's yep. four other bear nights happening tonight and so yep. it's mm-hmm. all spread out and the thing is and then you're also competing with grinder and scruff and you're you know what I mean that part that and part so it's just it's so nice to go to these places that don't necessarily have the the spaces and go and create yeah. one for a day and maybe inspire yeah. somebody to, 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 to keep it going. You know what I mean? That you don't yeah. need to still have you there to keep on doing a drag yeah. brunch. Let, let Ross come yeah. once a month and you do the other four days, you know, four weekends. And so that's all that's, and that was the whole plan of working out. And that's what, you know, we were about to launch in Toronto. Um, Russ and I just mentioned that yesterday in a meeting, like we were literally setting up for this really big launch in Toronto and then all this happened, but um, yeah, it's good. It's, it's exciting to see where, where we're going to go next, how we're going to do it, and to just kind of really get back into the field in a way that people, we just, we stepped away and let the world do what it needed to do in Hill so we can come back and people could feel comfortable coming to Bubbly Brunch. Yeah. Let's talk about Drag Race a little bit. Bing, bang, bong, sing, sing, song, ding, ding, dong, UK <laughs> So I know that there's some okay. of it that, 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 you can touch upon here and there. So how are you liking this season 13, this whole, or the UK, which one are you, are you following right now? You're both. Oh, I, 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 I watched them both. Um, I honestly really like both of them. I think they're both great seasons. I love UK. I mean, UK's first season I love. I just love all things UK in London. It was the first time I think I saw drag presented in a way that I've never seen it in LA and New York, any other mm-hmm. state city I've been to, but 
the first time I went to London, I went by myself, my first international trip, I went for like two and a half weeks because I had a friend there and went for Christmas by myself and was going to drag shows and it was period queens and this and funny and comedy in a way that wasn't that I, I never saw in LA. And so to see the UK and see it represented across the spectrum is amazing. Uh, the UK, the UK like queens. Is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those, those UK queens, when you say that too, is that they, in the UK, when you go see a drag show out there, if you see yeah. a show, show, the queen, when they are done performing, they mm-hmm. also talk. Like a lot of them have right, to, right. they don't, they can't just hide behind their number. I just did Beyonce ex- worship me. Now I have to get right. a good mic and I need to talk to everybody yep. for a second. Yep. And that's what they expect out of them out there. So these girls, I think in the UK on the show, they're a little yep. bit more elevated in that sense that like, okay, I got to talk. Mm-hmm. I got to get out there. Yep. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. And show us a side, you know, a coach, and they're really showing it in a way where you're interested. And I know now they can tour once. Uh, it's going to be a different time and people so eager to go and I see them launching tours that are starting the end of the year and they're selling out at $50 a ticket because people are so ready, especially for drag to get out and see it. Um, season 13. I love, you know, it's, it's, it's um, Simone's drag race. Um, uh, hello. We were saying this um, the other day. It's, it's, Simone's, yeah. it's Simone's show to lose. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Utica is her dark is the dark horse. Like the, yeah. the, when it comes to that sense, and then it's just Candy Muse is it's damn got, good TV. <laughs> Candy Muse is damn good TV. Um, I do. Uh, I I love Rose in a sense. Like Rose just has constantly was just growing on me for specific reasons. Um, Denali I loved. Like Olivia I loved. Like it was a cast where I really and La La Re, Like I follow still after. So I think this cast was. It was. It was. It's a really good cast. I do think the odds against them make them really want to fight for it even harder, you know, shooting during this time and this being really the first kind of large scale production show that shot a show during and presented it on TV and it looks seamless, you know, and so mm-hmm. I think that's a testament to them and I think that that's certainly garnered them another Emmy. <laughs> coming I think up it's it, that part of it and then even when you look at like um the sensitivity, got the, the, yeah, mm-hmm. got Mick. I mean, got Mick is is now consider you can consider it, that that's a trailblazer now. You know what I mean? Yeah, easily, who, easily. Who is now representing something that a lot of people just didn't yeah. understand, and that yep. it's just, there's so many questions, and mm-hmm. he is, and he's a force, and he's polished, yep. and he's got that mm-hmm. edge that it's like when you see somebody that's that good, you want to know a little bit more. More and more and more. Absolutely. Like, it's just, it's so cute that way. So, loving mm-hmm. all that. Is there anything else that you've been watching in Quarquar that you've been kind of <clears throat> obsessed over? Um, it, it, I May Destroy You. Oh. That did not um, get its roses. That did not get its proper roses. If you have not watched uh, it, I mean, we gave it to it. We gave it to it on our show, because yeah. that was, whoo! Um, so, I watched I, that. I've yeah, no, go ahead. <laughs> uh, um, I'm trying to think of what else I've been on late. Oh, so I feel just watching more shit. Uh, lately, I've been, um, I finally got into Center. Oh. So I know people loved it. So I finally was like, I love like kind of true crime based things, but I think, oh, I, I love the morning show. Ross and I text each other now because I know he watched before I did. I was like, oh, I'm not, I'm not. And then I watched the first episode and I binge five. I was like, oh, I got to go do stuff. So I went out, did everything, came back. And like the morning show, I watched, I actually watched the whole series 
twice. Oh, I love that. I actually, well, okay, technically I did as well because it, uh, was, it was appointment viewing for me and my partner. Uh-huh. And I also just kind of kept watching them and he wasn't looking. But <laughs> it was so good. Jennifer Aniston in that role, man. Jennifer. It was so. That was good. Uh, uh, Venato. Venato. Veneto was great. Veneto, yes. Yeah, Veneto so, was fantastic. I watched that twice too. See, I haven't, I haven't gotten all the way through that. I heard some people uh, told me that the end kind of drops off a little bit because they had to shoot it in Korpar, but like mm-hmm. they weren't completely done. It's, it's good. I need to catch it. I need, yeah, I need to good. get myself in there. I was on like yeah. this whole like streak. I watched The Stand recently mm-hmm. over on um, Paramount Plus. Right. And I actually kind of liked it, and I don't know why. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's just like I've become like this person now that I like, I'm like mm-hmm. watching fantasy and sci-fi, and it was like, who am I? Well, I do that. I, I do that at night. Like if I'm just chilling, there's nothing. Then I get lost in sort of these teen-esque millennial shows on Netflix, where it's like The Order, or some of them are half werewolves, and the others are like fairies, and then they're like trying to, so I get lost in those, and like literally will finish all of them, like I've probably seen every single one on Netflix, and I watch them late at night when I fall asleep, and then if I can't sleep and I wake up early in the morning, I finish them. Yeah, I did that with the one about the girls who were shoplifters. <laughs> like, the... Oh, yes, which uh, uh, Dwayne uh, uh, was in it. Um, um Kareem like Hardison was in it. Yes, the trinkets or whatever right? it was. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. So, yeah. I, that's the thing is I I will find myself into those like little little pigeonholes. Yeah. And I I got into this whole thing too. Like I think like around the holidays where I was watching like Diary of like a wimpy boy or whatever. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Like a kid. And I was like, mm-hmm. what, what is happening to me right now? Like, <laughs> like, the world needs to open up. They really do. The world needs to open up. I find myself saying that all the time because I just like look mm-hmm. at people when I'm walking around and just like, oh, mm-hmm. they, they need out. They mm-hmm. need out. Oh, yeah. House. Mm-hmm. Okay. Speaking of out, we have, I've kept you for way too long. So, so appreciative mm-hmm. that you joined me today. You guys, uh, CJ, where, CJ, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram. I'm CJ Life, CJ And I'm, I'm CJ Life on Instagram, uh, Twitter, uh, Facebook, even TikTok. I have not done a first tiktok yet it's too confusing but i just watched the video this girl said how to do one so i'm gonna do a tiktok so eventually i'll get my tiktok tracking um and uh <laughs> and um i'm also on oh and i'm also on venmo at Gillette because i'm accepting white dollars and reparations from white people so send um, him your white I money have, people <laughs> yeah so I, I i in the last month i sent on rosses during the black history month i probably have a total of a little over 300 some bucks that came through so I, I appreciate my reparations oh my god That's not enough for the 400 years of what my people have to go through so i'm counting on any white listeners of this podcast to send me your white dollars don't add me with the bullshit add me with the money Thank yeah you. and you know you guys can also find him on any of the podcasts that we're, i cannot handle this boy right now <laughs> Well, here's what you guys can do. You guys can find him at Can We Kick It. It's available everywhere that you guys listen to podcasts. And you guys can also find Street Talk with Ross. Now, here's the thing. When you guys go and you guys need to subscribe to these, make sure you guys subscribe to Can We Kick It first. Because if you don't, then we know that you're a star fucker and you're kind of racist. So. (laughs) No, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. He said it. He said it. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, but you guys have to follow. Can we kick it? They're going to be to your Thank two you. best friends. Lots of good little things. And then there's always this moment at the end when they give people their roses that you're like, I, I can endorse that. Give Janet Jackson her roses or whoever they're doing. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it is, it's been so good. I've missed you so much and I so appreciate you coming on here today. Please, I appreciate you and thank you for having me. Um, and I am proud of you and your new venture and keeping it going and thriving during uh, during these times. And I'm looking forward to see uh, where your show is going. So I'm proud of you, friend. Thank you. I, I hope so. Like the first couple of weeks, I got some cuter numbers for, I thought a few people were to listen and something actually mm-hmm. kind of clicked. So I'm hoping that you guys keep on listening, take this journey with me. I'm going to keep on bringing you guys more people that we appreciate. And if they come back, that'll be great. I'm just looking at TCJ when I say that if they can come back, that'd be great. I'm just saying. Oh, you know, I'm coming back. <laughs> and uh, as soon as this world opens up, let's get our vaccinations and we got to meet up in Palm Springs or somewhere because. Sounds good to me. Look, I'll get my next one soon. So I'm uh, sounds good to me. Oh, see, <laughs> it's happening this afternoon. I got to, I got to like, I'm going to cut a hole in my shirt just so they can. Okay, yeah, do that. Cause child, let me tell you that night, my arm was undead. I had to sleep like this the whole time. The next day, yesterday, the, ne- the next morning was a little tender, but now it's great. But who that shit, when they tell you that shit is sore after another, it is sore. Let's see, I've got to move it around. So. It's not like painful crying, it's just sore. Okay. <laughs> All right. And I don't work out though, girl, so you're stronger than me, so I don't know if I can do it. Um, <laughs> but thank you guys so much. This has been D'Angelo on Bald and Benchable. Make sure you guys like and subscribe us anywhere that you guys listen to podcasts, but really Apple iTunes is a really good one. So give me five stars there. You can say something nasty if you want to, but give me them five stars. You guys can also follow me on Instagram at D'Angelo Gogo, D-A-N-G-I-L-O-G-O-G-O, or on TikTok at D'Angelo, D-A-N-G-I-L-O. Thank you guys so much. This has been a great day. Love you and good night from the lower level. Mwah. Good night from the lower level. <laughs> <laughs>